I sucked some dude's dick to. God, I believe. That's how you get, yes. That's how you get that is believe. the most that's believable part of that whole story. <laughs> hey, I'll take a shot in the mouth if it gets me a couple hundred miles down the road. All right. Well, and with that, I feel like. I think I'm recording this. Yeah, with that. You are recording it? Sweet. Man. There's your opening. Yeah, that's good. That's the lead in with the music. That's the lead in with the music. And with that, I'd blow it for you. We're in first place in the frickin' idiot league. Two Idiots Talk Sports. Sports Talk. Funny and Uncensored. Good afternoon to all of you out there, wherever you're listening, wherever you're slash watching. Uh, We are Two Idiots Talk Sports, also known as Tits, and our lovely server, Stephanie... Stephanie Kardashian just gave us some chips. We're here at the On the Border Studios here in Oklahoma City. Coming to you strong here, August the 5th, 2018. Uh, I'll be honest, going into this week, I thought this is going to be a rough week to talk sports. We may have to get into our uh, personal lives and have some therapy. (laughs) But instead... We've been graced with quite a few stories. It is Hall of Fame weekend. We've got a whole lot of stuff going on. NFL training camp. Uh, So, needless to say, we do actually have things to talk about. That's what's great about the world of sports. I am Chance Del Fuego. With me is Drunk Tim. And, of course, our special guest this week, again, is Mr. Blair Smith. Uh, And he will have for us, again, a BS report. So with that, gentlemen, how was your week? It's good. Didn't good. do it. Damn thing. So it was a good week. That is a good week. It's so underrated just to be able to do nothing. That is underrated. It is. I had a guy owe me money, so he mowed my lawn twice. So I didn't do a damn thing. Oh, Great. that. Yes. It was, that I, is I, awesome. When I say not a damn thing, I mean not a damn thing. I've seen your yard. That is an amazing thing. <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm not talking about it's overgrown. It is a large yard. I mean, let's just say the grass is big and fertile. No, let's just say it's just a wide acreage. I'm still talking about the lawn, right? Where the deer flee the homeland. Yes, yes. This dude right here, you don't know this. This guy right here has a donkey. He does have an ass on his yard. Please tell me, like Paul, you beat your ass. I, on occasion. Sweet. <laughs> True I'm story. I'm wearing a pirate hey, hat and an eye patch when I do it, but and I patch a video camera in proximity. That's fantastic. It's 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 so good he to role his play. Ass and I beat yes something else. It is good to role play when you're beating your ass or beating your donkey <laughs> I, because that way they don't know it's coming. I think he's ridden my donkey in the past. You gotta like, sneak up behind him. Like, oh, is that a pirate coming at me? <laughs> pap, pap, just. Oh, man. Oh, great. We're talking about animal abuse during this week? Great. Sorry, PETA. Wow. No asses were harmed in the making of this show. I'm already off to a controversial start talking about beating asses. So, it's official. Blair Smith has a donkey on his his yard. Drunk Tim, how was your week? 
Well, uh, you know, of course, I work eight days in a row, and then I'm off the six days in a row, which will start tomorrow. But anyways, so I think we had a pretty good week at work. We only had maybe a hundred shoplifters. Oh, nice, nice, going down a little bit. The, I think that maybe they've uh, taken up a different type of drug. There, it's a, it's possible. You know, there's some of these people out there that are hardcore carnivores, and they take, you know, they try to make their drug dollars stretch. Do you think it's them, or it, are they actions that you yourself are taking to help, uh, like, slow down the epidemic? I think that my humorous dialogue can, you know, potentially stop some of the ones that maybe would have walked out, would have walked out the door with stuff. But would you say that your humor penetrates their meth? I don't know, man. That's a lot of power. That is a lot of power. And like, with great power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, comes great responsibility, Spider-Man. But yeah, like, does your humor, like, does it not, maybe not necessarily penetrate the meth? Because I don't know that you can penetrate meth. Not even Superman. That's maybe a debate for another day. But <laughs> does it confuse? Like, sometimes you can just get away with, maybe that's a strong defense. You can just confuse and now they don't know why they're there anymore. Just like, hey, you know, nice shorts without a belt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, why? Hey, man, yeah, hey, uh, why, am I, why am I here? Yeah, I don't know. And then they don't steal anything. Well, there's this one guy, uh, actually, this morning, technically. I, you know, I really wanted to compliment him on the uh, length of his underwear. Because I thought it was really impressive. I didn't know if it was appropriate to compliment a man on his underwear. So you, you, I refrained. Had self control. You didn't ask him about his underwear, I or you did didn't not. compliment his underwear. No, I really wanted to so bad. Like, In public, and that's I wanted to a ask him where he got it, so that way I could go buy the same pair of underwear. They looked really comfortable. Girls talk about that stuff all the time, but I, there is a different code. I mean, we can pretend that we're all equal and blah 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 but there's just there's guy code you can't ask a dude about a dude's underwear i i don't think you know they, just they like have just like you go you go into a restroom and there's three urinals which urinal do you not go to the one in the middle exactly that's guy code. like that's an unspoken <laughs> i mean i just spoke it but like everybody in this room knows it the people listening know that you don't go to the middle one because if there's now, nobody there yeah because now you've left the now you're definitely going to get a dude come up and pee next to you <laughs> and you try to eliminate that if you can so what kind of pee stance do you like to take when both sides of you are I mean, because you don't want to show this guy your dick, and then you don't, you're like, wait a minute, this guy might like it more than that guy. So, like, you start leaning towards the other guy. Dude, I go John Wayne. I, I do full, full wide leg stance. Like, I'm about to be, like, maybe, okay, I'm like I'm on a horse. Okay. And uh, some of that is because my pants like to kind of fall uh, down. Anyway, so my legs are able to hoist and keep. I was able to introduce the word hoist there, oh, but Lordy. I'm able to keep uh, the pants up. Wait a minute. You were hoisting your pants. I was, was hoisting. Was the urinal moist? Oh, definitely. And the wall around it and the floor and the partition. And for some reason, the ceiling, man. I don't know what. Uh, dude, somebody's got some skill. That, you know, I don't know. I just, I just shoot for it. 
or like they're up. <laughs> like, I don't know if they just pulled their pants off and it was just pure explosion. You know, like the water hose, like when it, no one's holding the water yeah. hose and it's just going full blast, going all over the place. Like, dude, open up your dick before you pee. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you could put... I wonder if you could get, like, grip. You know how they put grip on the tennis racket? And they wrap that around? I wonder if you could get grip. Except, uh, I mean, there's some physical issues there. But, like, if you could get grip for that so you could go pee and hang on, you know, and it doesn't go flopping all over the place, you're able to just straight shoot it? I don't know. It, it seems ridiculous now. That well, I'm you are a straight it. shooter. But I don't know. Maybe you have that issue and you're not a straight shooter in all the facets. You know, there. you're not supposed to let the whole world know that. That Okay, so now they know that you've seen me pee. They're going to be thinking about it when they go pee. That's a good point. And even if there's any chicks out there. Yeah. <laughs> so Chance Del Fuego is going to have people thinking about him while they pee. Well, That's well, your legacy. Yes, that's my legacy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so something was introduced to me by Mr. Blair Smith, um, and I had to research it. I had to look it up. It's this. Uh, have you heard of? I know you work a lot. This Kiki challenge. No, I have not. I was asked if I've done the Kiki challenge. I'm like, well, I don't even know what the hell it is. I had to look up the Kiki challenge. Is it a Hawaiian thing? It's not. Um, I you looked it think, up. Right? It is a. It's a. It's a Drake song uh, called "In My Feelings," and in it, the word Kiki is used. And uh, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Anyway, so it started as this guy. Uh, Skippy or Skitty? Shiggy. Shiggy. There we Shiggy. go. Thank Shiggy. you. I've heard of that one. Sorry. Shiggy got this viral video going just doing this particular dance to it. That's all he did was the dance. But what it evolved to was people would be in a, a like a moving vehicle, hop out of the vehicle while it's still moving and do the dance alongside the moving car. Um... Wow. I'll just answer right now. I've not done either of these options. Yet. And I've thought about doing it, though. As ridiculous as that sounds. YOLO. Right? Now, people have gotten hurt. The latest, the, the story that came out that I saw the most recent was this teenage girl in Iowa. She went to hop out to go dance and busted her head uh, right on the concrete and... She's now uh, re- remembering how to walk. I get uh, doing therapy. That's. <laughs> oh, I feel awful now. Like I didn't mean it in a funny way. It just came out like that. She's going through the motions of walking again because she had the brain hemorrhaging and. The <laughs> Maybe you need to work at Walgreens and use that humorous dialect. <laughs> uh, you remember how to walk? No. Well, could you start? I mean, God, you know, it's just like... Dude, that's got to suck! Yeah. (laughs) So, she goes through this, and there's been other incidents as well. (gasps) Oh, shit! Yeah, so we just saw that live. Um, Here's this guy. Oh, yeah, this is the guy that gets hit by the car. Now, I saw... I saw his response. This car was supposed to come. Ooh, right in the face. This car was supposed to do this. This was rigged. But oh. what happened was the guy driving the car was driving faster than he told him to. He's supposed to go slow. He was planning on dancing and then hopping on the hood of the car and finishing the dance moves. But he slips. 
he slips, uh, as you just saw, he slips and falls as the car is coming at him that fast and hits him in the face. Uh, definitely a dude that's got a suck moment. <laughs> I love Good it. Stuff. He ended up, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, so, so whenever he, I saw that. When after that happened, did the like Price is Right uh, tuba thing noise happen? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it just did. So anyway, Kiki Challenge. I'm. I know I'm behind. I think this has been going on. Uh, from what I read, it's been around for like at least a month now. But I'm always late to the party. I told Blair that I'm always late to the party on this stuff. I am never like on like here. This just in. I mean, like I'm always like this just about out. Uh, that's my <laughs> breaking not news. Um, so anyway, I'm always late to the party with that stuff. But. If the opportunity arises, maybe we'll do the Kiki Challenge. You're just fashionably late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know what guy. You know, if people are willing to do that, I mean, here you are. You're going to DUI school, and here's people hopping out of perfectly good cars. <laughs> you know, are they going to start a class for that? It's ridiculous. Hopping out of car DUI? No, I don't know. Interject hilarious acronym. <laughs> All right, so biggest story of the week. This week is, uh, if you haven't heard about it by now, you're under a rock. I don't know where you're at. you got your head up your ass. maybe uh, Or Blair's or ass. Or Blair's ass. Uh, he's a good-sized donkey. Um, well, if I one. say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of asses in my day. <clears throat> and let me tell you. Hey, and you know, Yours was one of the larger ones. Once oh, you, you. you know, once you've seen one ass, you want to see all of them. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you can't say you've seen them all, but you want to see them all. Kim Kardashian know. has a nice one. Yeah. So big news, big news this week. Uh, you already know about this. It's the Urban Meyer Ohio State stuff. It's uh, it's you know it's it's now under investigation. Urban Meyer's been place on administrative leave which means he's you know he's still getting paid and believe me there's millions on the table here whether he keeps a job or not so but uh, if you happen to have just no clue of what is going on Urban Meyer uh, basically hired a guy named Zach Smith he's the grandson of and I should have wrote this guy's name down damn it um, but he is, uh, is a longtime member of Ohio State, a very respected member. Uh, Urban Meyer basically views this guy like his second father figure type of guy. Well, Zach Smith is this guy's grandson. No. Um, so Zach Smith's this guy's grandson. So he walked on, this is going way back, but Urban Meyer was coaching Bowling Green way back in the day. Z oh, Zach yeah. Smith walked on and was a player for him at Bowling Green. When Urban Meyer moved on to Utah, kind of moving up the ladder of coaching uh, at Utah, he basically brought Zach Smith on as one of the, you know, one of the smaller coaches or whatever and let him work for him there. That's kind then, of a cool story. Then they go to Florida. He's the receiver's uh, receivers and tight ends coach for him there. He goes on to Ohio State. Zach Smith moves on, of course, with him. He's the receivers coach at Ohio State. So all that being said, back uh, as far back that they know of, since 2009, there's been repeated uh, domestic violence incidents. 
um, or alleged, however you look at it. But there's been multiple, let's say this, there's been multiple responses to domestic violence uh, to Zach Smith's house uh, since 2009 when they were at Florida. His, his ex-wife name is Courtney Smith. They're now, you know, they're, they're now divorced. Of course, they were married at that time. And there was just multiple incidents. And she's, of course, all the coaches and their wives, they're kind of a tight-knit unit. They know each other. At some point, Courtney Smith, yeah, that's right, Earl Bruce was the old guy's name. My bad. Earl Bruce. But they're te she begins uh, finally texting pictures and these texts to the other coaches' wives, uh, including Urban Meyer's wife, who is a nurse. She works for Ohio State University on the medical side. Oh, wow. That's she, good money right there, I'm sure. Yeah, so she is a part of the university as well. She's not just a coach's wife. Um, so... There's a lot, back in media days last week, Urban Meyer was asked about the two, there's a 2015 incident. There's actually a couple of incidents uh, between the two, Zach Smith, Courtney Smith. And Urban Meyer just kind of comes out and says, basically denies the whole thing. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not quoting him here, but he basically is just saying nothing. I don't know anything about it. So then after that, they fire Zach Smith because they find out that there's there's this detailed report done on them by a guy who just who used to work for ESPN but now is with another uh, kind of like a new side deal or whatever. But he's done this full blown. He has proof of everything. It's not hearsay. This guy's a legit journalist reporter. Like he has facts. He has all this stuff. Once they hear that the report comes out, Zach Smith gets fired. You know, so the timing is a little bit like, uh, okay, what's going on here? Um, so once the report comes out, they put Urban Meyer on administrative leave. And so now there's going to be this full-scale investigation on Urban Meyer and all this stuff. How far back did he know? It uh, looks like that there's uh, some evidence showing he did know back as far back as 2009. Damn. Um, the ESPN did an interview with Zach Smith, uh, who, you know, he's trying to save Urban Meyer's job. He's trying, he's like, hey, this is the guy that fired he's my me. Mentor. This is the guy that fired me, but, uh, like, I love and respect this guy. He shouldn't be in trouble. This is my stuff. Now, Zach Smith says, of course, he never hit Courtney Smith. He denies allegations, but there's, there's even texts between him and Courtney. Uh, where she mentions where he picks her up by the throat while they're on vacation down in the Dominican Republic, and he agrees to it through text, you know. So there's just things like that where it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's definitely some fire here. And like uh, we haven't seen any of the pictures. So some of it, it's tough to really delve into it for me because I feel like there's speculation, and I'm under the belief that... I know within kind of some of the liberal media, there's this quick, you know, fire him, light him on fire, uh, you know, nail him to a cross. Uh, he definitely did it. Let's move on with our lives. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get him. And she's a saint. And I know, <laughs> I know from life's experiences that no, 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 no. We should be able to ask questions. 
And so I'm glad that there's Before a. Before he gets fired. I'm glad that there's an investigation going. And you know what? If this if this guy really did do those things, and, and I, I'm tending to believe that he did do some things. Like I said, when there's smoke, there's fire. When there's so many domestic violence calls and police having to come out and stuff, something's going on. And you know, I don't know if they're both crazy, if they're both abusing each other. You know, and he's just going to take the fall. By the way, folks, that happens. A it lot, does. you know. Um, the chick is always out to look like the the victim. Absolutely, and, and so, there's a lot of crazy bitches out there be hitting on their man. Man, no, no doubt about that. So, but it turns out not in the 2009 stuff, but in the 2015 stuff that even the athletic director Gene Smith knew about some of these allegations from 2015. So it, it goes even deeper than just Urban Meyer. This is a potential, this is why they've got a big investigation going. It's like this is not just about Urban Meyer may go down. This could be a... The whole staff? Well, well of course the whole staff if they, because they're allegedly they all know about it. But I'm talking about even higher ups. We're talking about the athletic director or who, you know, board of... Re- who, who all knows about this type of stuff? And so big news, big thing. It's Ohio State... Um, you know, when we do our college football preview, maybe we'll have more information and we can say, well, this is what we really think Ohio State's going to do this year because now they're definitely not going to be as good if they start losing all these staff members. But and who's going to take their place? You know, so I think, you Bob know. Stoops. <laughs> right. There's already been just the, you know, the reports oh, yeah, he's, of, he's oh, they may Hawaii. want Bob Stoops, but if you're Bob Stoops. <laughs> Do you want any piece of any of that? I mean, I know he's no got some. Um, he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio, but does that it mean it doesn't matter? You know, when a ship is sinking, does that mean well? That's Let from me go jump that, on that. that's from my local lake. I want to hop on that ship. My local I, lake. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hopping on that. You know, I'll just sit right here and be Bob Stoops in Norman, Oklahoma, and where go they fishing. love me. And yeah, um, it's not like he doesn't like. Yeah, he needs the money. You know, like golly, I got this gambling problem. He doesn't have a gambling problem. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, you know what? If Bob Stoops wants to have a gambling problem, you better let Bob Stoops have a gambling problem. Oh man, I'm like, I'm gonna stop him. You know, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So that I love you, Bob Stoops. Uh, here, here in a little while, we're gonna have the BS report, which will, uh, uh, which will be covering whatever it is going to cover. But as, as far as the Urban Meyer stuff, I don't know about you guys. I I feel like I'm just obligated to bring it up because it's the biggest story of the week. But to be honest, man, we're all about like having fun and let's let's be funny and let's have a good time. And this is just not funny stuff, you know. I mean, I, I just would feel really bad. I mean, even you know, laughing about beating beating that ass earlier, uh, you know. But uh, <laughs> but. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like so, so I wait, feel obligated. Be, so I guess now I'm like I don't know if it's a meme or what it is, but it's in my head thinking about like him having to be court ordered to go, you know, to a therapy, and he's got like Ray Rice sitting next to him, and <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Greg Hardy. Man, that would be that would be a Joe con- Mixon. That wouldn't be like an AA meeting. That'd be like a fucking conference. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, anyway. Again, I don't. That's that's just. I don't know. That's territory. I don't want to. Or maybe drive Aaron, into Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I don't feel like I have a passport 
So I'm not going to go into that country because I might not be able to get back That's out. That's a good idea. So Hernandez is going to make it on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that goes to Aaron Hernandez. Like I said, he's hanging out with Javon Belcher. I feel like we're obligated. <laughs> we're, I feel like we're obligated to bring that shit up, but uh, at the same time, I'm I'm in a hurry to get out of <coughs> that subject topic. So and plus, there's more info that's going to come out, and. I, I don't want to delve into the, well, they could have, or they may have heard, or that could have happened, and no, well, no, let's get some facts, and maybe then we can actually really give a, a, a viewpoint, a assessment or you know what I'm saying, uh, so, anyway, so this is Hall of Fame weekend, going into that, Hall of Fame weekend, we've got some, I mean, it feels like, it's hard to say. I mean, how do you say one class is better than another? They're all Hall of Famers. But uh, some have Good said point. this is one of the best Hall of Fame classes in a long, long time, if ever, type of deal. Uh, see, that was the first one that I thought of. See, my memory sucks is I don't remember all the classes and who all's in it. Me so, either. I mean, how you know, you could just make a blanket statement like, yeah, this is the best Hall of Fame class of all time. I, I don't know. Um, I'm better. I, I'm better at actually knowing people that are in the Hall of Fame than I am their specific. You know, I know. Yeah, dra- what year? I know, I know draft classes. Who was with them? Yeah, I know much. draft classes better than I know <coughs> Hall of Fame classes. All right. So just to rattle off a, a list real quick, uh, we've got ourselves a boner. Uh, oh well. Uh, I'll have, I work mean, that out while I try to uh, knock out this list. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm glad On the Border built that closet for us. I, I didn't know that was for you to yeah. do that. Um, I, I, I won't need the whole seven minutes in heaven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Hall of Fame class 2018, we've got Randy Moss, we've got Ray Lewis, we've got Brian Dawkins, Jerry Kramer, Terrell Owens, Brian Urlacher, Robert mm. Brazil, and Bobby Bethard. Go, Brian. And, I, you know, where, where do you guys want to start? Who do you want to talk about first? Well, obviously, Brian Erlacher, everyone knew he was going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he seemed like a shoe-in. He's he, he You would put him kind of up there on – I mean, there's always the Mount Rushmore, but, like, if you add a head or two, uh, you would put him up there on the Mount Rushmore of linebackers for the Bears. Ray Nitschke. Um, Nitschke was the Packers. No, I know. But, I mean, I'm, t- oh. I'm thinking more, like, of all – I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> Who all, hate the Bears, by the way? <laughs> yes. No, I'm thinking they of do? just, like, oh, all, all the time, great, all great time linebackers. Great Derek Thomas. Well, okay, if we're talking that, I mean, you've got Erlacher and you've got uh, – yeah, can I get one more? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You heard that. Beer. Uh, Cerveza. Cerveza. So, we got Ray Lewis and we got Brian Erlacher – uh, linebackers in this Hall of Fame class, uh, man. Ray Lewis, the greatest linebacker of all time. You think overall? Hands down. Hands down? Yes. Hands down, really? I don't think it's hands down. I think some would disagree with you on that. All right, throw out some names. Lawrence Taylor. I don't. I don't even have to throw out some names. I throw. Out, I always think of him as a defensive end. I throw out one name, and his name is Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Um, I thought he was a defensive end, really. But but you can make. I feel I like know he did. I know he did the three point stance a lot of times. Too. Yeah, I feel like that you can make this distinction though, because Ray Lewis was an inside linebacker, kind of your quarterback of the defense type of thing, like a Mike Singletary. Whereas Lawrence Taylor was an outside linebacker, so maybe you could say 
Ray Lewis' greatest inside line, there would still be some arguments from people, but you could say greatest inside linebacker of all time, Lawrence Taylor, greatest outside linebacker of all time. Uh, maybe that we, makes we, a we'll happy. Go, we'll go with that. Yeah, a nice know. medium there. Middle some people there. would say Singletary. You know, uh, I mean, there would be some arguments from different different things. So, but just the amount of tackles. I don't know who owns the like career well, we're also tackles. We're talking different eras as well. We are yeah, talking different Ray eras. Lewis is playing in a much more physical and athletic era. I will say this. Uh, you know, a lot of people just give it up real quick and say the 85 Bears were the best defense of all time. That's hard to argue that one. And I did see it. Of course, I was like 10. But uh, I saw them play, and they were really good defense. My, I think my only slight objection would be the 2000 Ravens that won that Super That's Bowl who I was with about Trent the, the fucking Dilfer at quarterback. Because think Trent about that Dildo. for a moment. That defense had to play so good – be- they had to like their offense was so bad. Their defense won them the Super Bowl. I thought the best defense of all time was led by Johnny Cochran, but that's just me. <laughs> Hold on a second. What about the only Super Bowl where there were nothing but like three defensive players that got Super Bowl MVP? Uh, come on now. Was that the uh, the ice the ice bowl? What, three defensive players three got MVP? Three defensive players were picked for MVP because they could not decide between these three players because they all three just beat the crap out of the other team's offense. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the... Um, hey, get off your it's phone. That one, That's cheating. In, wasn't it that one year when the, uh, the old uh, thingy, when they took on the old uh, Dilly Whopper... Uh, I would say the 72 Dolphins. No. Dang it. All right. That had to have been a joke. Who is it? The John Gruden Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, yeah. Against the Raiders. Isn't it weird? I always forget about them being a Super Bowl winner. 1-0, <coughs> and o, baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. 1-0. and o. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, Buccaneers, that was a good – that was a really good defense. But they were also serviceable on offense too. Brad Johnson and those guys, they, that was a good offense. Not great, but they were good. That Brad Raven, Johnson was always up and down. That Ravens offense was Jamal was. Lewis, and that's it. And then the Ravens defense was just – Shoddy. They were they, – they didn't – like I felt like – my argument against the Bears defense was I felt like, yeah, they had great athletes, but they also had scheme. They had blitz packages – they were smart. People had never seen before. Uh, that just blew people away. Like they Which just is kind of they didn't know what to do. The Ravens defense was not anything scheme special. It was we're just gonna flat out beat you at every single. Their we're secondary cover. was amazing. <coughs> oh yeah, we're gonna cover you. We're going to get to your quarterback. We're going to knock the shit out of your running bag. Now, I say that, and believe me, that is not a popular opinion. Now, people will say that's one of the best defenses. But, Easily. But usually people do tend to go to the 85 Bears. 85 Bears, so whatever. Or anyway. the 86 Bears because they actually won the Super Bowl in 86. Yeah, but for the full season, you usually go with the 85. You go with the season, not when they Because, like, the 90% Super Bowl of the season is yeah. before January. Yeah. I mean, if you get real technical, you could just hyphen it, you know, 85, 86 Bears. Like but the friggin' nobody wants basketball. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, they all gave speeches. 
I didn't realize, did you know that they have a 15-minute time limit for their speech? Wow. Which makes kind of sense. When you've got all these guys that got to give a speech. Well, that's got to, that definitely beats, like, the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at 15 minutes, do they have that music that plays them off that lets them know that their time is up? Or do they have, like, <laughs> like at a comedy store where they just shine a light in your eyes? Right. Like, and then no. they pull the then they grab the hook and grab like, the old hooker, like, like wham, just pull you he's off. out of here. Weep. No, well, Ray Lewis went well over his 15 minutes last night. He was the last speaker, and in typical Ray Lewis fashion, he did 33 minutes. Now, for you stats, holy uh, crap, for you stats junkies out there, uh, 33 minutes is not the longest speech. Uh, the award goes to, he, he does get second. The award goes to Brett Favre's speech, which went 36 minutes. So Brett Favre still has the record for longest Hall of Fame speech in history. He won two MVPs, right? Brett Favre? Uh, sure. I, did, I, I don't have that in front of me. I don't know. I can't remember. Not with the Vikings, but with the Packers. Cause, right. Because Adrian Peterson won the, uh, the MVP with the, yeah, Vikings with the Vikings that year. Yep. Or one of those, what, two or three years he played for them. But yeah, Ray Lewis went up and in typical fashion went preacher style. Uh, he didn't get behind the podium and stay behind the podium like the typical. He had he put on a lapel mic and he just kind of prowled the the stage and got into it and was. And if he if the if the, um, if the speech didn't go very well, he could always just pull out his nine and start busting some cabs. Oh man, here we go. <laughs> and if you all don't love this speech, cap cap cap. Anyway. All right, Kevin Hart. I thought someone else was a shooter. Yeah, he was more of a. Was he a stabber? No, there was. I thought it was. <laughs> was he a stabber? No, it was, there was. <laughs> it had something to do with the gun. I'm pretty he sure. He might have just been in the car. I'm not. Is, sure. I wonder if that'll be like a new board game that you play: shooter or stabber. <laughs> Is that like shoots and ladders? Yeah, it's almost because there's the game. Would you rather? You know, you could like, oh, the new game by Hasbro, shooter or stabber. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like truth or dare. <laughs> but it's shooter or stabber. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, Randy Moss, he's first ballot Hall of Fame. Uh, Terrell Owens, of Randy course. Randy Moss deserves it. Terrell Owens Even though he's an ass. chooses to do... Chooses to do, I know we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. He does his at Tennessee Chattanooga, his alma mater, uh, with his family and everybody, and just does it on his own. Uh, he had received his jacket in the mail. His mom puts the jacket on for him and gets emotional and all that. And uh, That's nice. Gives his, you know, he gives a good, he gives a speech. It's pretty long and stuff, but does the little ceremony and... Uh, you know, calls out the sports writers and the haters and stuff. And was this on OETA? No, honestly enough, <laughs> oddly enough, you would think it would be on, you know, like ESPN the Ocho, but it was on, <laughs> it was on NFL Network, which I don't have, so I had to look up like uh, bits and pieces. I, you know, I had to basically go through so many wormholes just to catch. That like sounds, it that, took time, man. Oh my hot. gosh, you know, I'm like, ah. That sounds hot, though. Going through a wormhole? Hell yeah. Okay. All day long. All right. Hashtag go through a wormhole. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Just kidding. I, anyway, I, I don't know. The T.O. thing is just, for him and his personality, I guess it makes sense. It's whatever. So, 
and I'm, I'm one of those, I do believe he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. His yeah. statistics speak for itself. And we all know the only reason he didn't get in was because of the personality clashes. And it, it, it does say something. I will say this, because Randy Moss also had his own issues. Ray Lewis obviously had this major issue early in his career. Major issue. And uh, you would think, well, why does this guy get in? Why are these guys you know, doing this to this guy but not these guys? And I would say, if I was to guess, I would think there's something to be said for humility. I think Randy Moss, when it came to the end, was truly – uh, just grateful for being accepted into the Hall of Fame. I think even if he got passed over a year, I think Randy Moss still just would have been grateful to get into the Hall of Fame. And he's he's just shown a, a side of himself that's a little more humble, that's just different. Obviously, Ray Lewis is, is the same. He's all about, hey, you know, go, you know, you know, win the world and, and light the world on fire and stuff like that. I think but, Ray Lewis, I think he's... Uh, but Terrell he's Owens is over here like, throwing a... Yeah, Terrell Owens is still over here throwing pity parties and uh, throwing tantrums. And how old is Terrell Owens right now? He's 43. Four, five, 43. He might be 43. He a grown ma- He a grown-ass man. Yeah. He says he could still play in the NFL. You know that they, they did. <laughs> no, no, no. You know that they did actually time him. He still ran a 4, I believe it was a 4-4-40. A 4-4. This dude is older than me, and he can run a 4-4-40. So who re- gets signed first, Terrell Owens or Des Bryant? Des Bryant. I don't know. Who gets signed first, Terrell Owens, Des Bryant, or um, son of a bitch? I'm going to pick son of a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it coming to him. <laughs> He's also redheaded and a stepchild. But uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Thank you. Oh, is there even a chance that he's ever going to play football again? Yeah, for the California Penal League. Well, oh, wow. That... Why would he? Why, what? What's the Penal a... League? <laughs> it's a major uh, league joke or who, reference. Right now, who's the? Uh... The CFL team that signed Johnny Manziel because oh, obviously I didn't hear about after that. his debut. <laughs> Glad you brought that up. Uh, Doug Flutie. He, Manziel was traded from uh, one of the Canadian football teams right. to the Montreal Alouettes. They, <laughs> now, How can you take that job seriously? It's was, like almost like he got a job at Hooters. Yeah, he started. They did show the game. They they They... No one ever shows CFL football games, but it's freaking Johnny Menzel. It's starting quarterback. First half, he throws four interceptions. The first half? First mm-hmm. half. He, he His passing is about, about under 50%, throws four picks, 100 yards, and looks absolutely horrible uh, at quarterback. I mean... I mean, where's your here's your sign moment? <laughs> you know, like, you know, and his press conference afterwards, I think he's coming to that realization of, holy crap, I may have lost a step or two. Or, you know, <laughs> like Tebow, right? But Tebow knew when to get out. Well, and Tebow lasted longer even in the NFL than Manziel. I mean, Manziel just basically. He had the alcohol issues with the Browns, and then it just kind of went 
it spiraled downhill from there. They're like, we need to get him right. He needs to get into all these sessions, and then he ends up in the CFL. The the team that they just that he just threw four picks to, by the way, was the team that traded him to Montreal. That was the team he was on. He couldn't even start for that team. So they sent him to Montreal. Then the first game they play is against his team he got I'm, traded from. I'm dying to know how much he was making playing got, in the Canadian football league. He got benched in the fourth quarter. They The team finally just said, okay. Can we have our money back? We... <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't even know that they're paying him that much, you know. But he still he still does like janitorial work for him after the games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the new, a, uh, the new so, Montreal Alouette slogan is at least we aren't the team that hired Art Riles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good slogan. That is. <laughs> like, don't uh, be that team. But the, uh, yeah, don't be that team. There was another CFL team that hired Art Riles, and he lasted for like a day before they. I didn't hear about that. Oh, I did not either. It's like six, seven months ago. Wow. Yeah, and it yeah. lasted. It lasted. The backlash lasted a day before they said, "Okay, we were we were idiots. We should have never done this." Right. He's, he's no longer with us. Duh. But no one oh do well. this. I did not. I, I knew that there were some programs that were actually considering Art Riles and looking into him. You know, but which high school? <laughs> right. <laughs> But that just seems ridiculous. You know, we talked about the Urban Meyer stuff earlier. If I, I will say this. One, I, I feel like in life there's levels of things. You know, like Jim Trestle lost his job at Ohio State for covering up for these kids that were trading, getting tattoos for autographing things and basically covering that up a little bit. There, there's something about losing your job for that. And then there's something about covering up this domestic violence deal. But... The stuff that Art Bryles covered up is just, I mean, non—I mean, non-negotiable, inexcusable. Is some of the worst stuff of all time. I mean, just—I mean, people sending their daughters down to this Baptist private school, Baylor, and girls are getting raped and stuff. And even the police is in on it as far as covering it up or looking the other way. Art Bryles, man. If that guy gets a job anywhere, that's, I didn't know that that's what was going on. Oh, it, it's like awful of awfuls. I, I mean, there's there's the Penn State kids stuff, which is it's. I feel like those are on those really awful like good night. We're trying to compete with Hitler type stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, just, there's gonna be movies made about these. Like, there's just levels of evil, and I just feel like that's just right there. You know, at the top. And so, you know, guys like Art Bryles, I mean, it's just like... I take it back, he didn't even last a day. <laughs> I guess. Oh, did he not? <laughs> that was in August of 2017, the Hamilton Tiger Cats announced that they were hiring him as an assistant, and later that night announced we were mistaken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was some backlash. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm if... sure there were some uh, tweets or, or emails or phone calls that were like, uh, Ixnay the on. best part is you can see Bryles probably getting on a plane and heading to Canada that day and finding <laughs> out that he's fired before he even lands. <laughs> that's fast. I mean, that's got to be a record. No, he just, like, te- you know, text break up with him. He, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not all for text breakups, but for that situation, oh, totally hell yeah. Text break totally break text breakup, break yeah. Hell, hear about it from somebody else getting a text. You know, like text it to someone else and then you have to hear from that person. A forwarding text message. Yes, forward the text message. Yes, that's how that shit should go down. That dude, uh, that was just awful stuff. Um, well, you know, and like, 
because sometimes you got to break up, but you know, she's still willing to you know give you one last you know before the, the final countdown. Happens. They find final countdown. Anyway, well, we're not doing video, so it's hard to do the visual. One day we will be doing video, so I'm doing the visual. That's going to be really crazy when we start going video. This. This is going to be absurd. Like, oh, the possibilities. It's going to take a leap. <laughs> Things are going to get out of hand I'm quickly. actually going to have to put pants on. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I ain't wearing shorts, so I'm not no wearing pants. no reason for you to put pants on. Yeah, so you weren't lying. So I wasn't lying. Uh, part of the... Snoop was. Part of the Hall of Fame stuff, too, was, of course, the Hall of Fame game, which, which I love the Hall of Fame game. I know people kind of crap on preseason games. But I love the Hall of Fame game because it just smells like you just now get that smell of football is back. It's yes. back. It's back. It's coming. It's Fuck on its you, way. Sir. And you're just like, oh, here it is. We know it's not great what we're about to watch, but we know it's we football we and do we don't care. care. It's and better so, than watching the WNBA. So Thursday night, we've got we've got the Ravens. We've got the Bears. And uh, it's, of course, in Canton, Ohio, in that newly remodeled stadium that was paid for by... Uh, Viewers like you. No, it was by the owner of... Uh, the ex-owner of the of Carolina that stepped down, that, or that sold the team. He was the one that had put all the money into Canton and stuff. But, um, Cam- uh, Cameron? Hmm? You said Canton. Canton, Ohio, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's where the Hall of Fame stuff is. Oh, that's right. They have I, a st- the no, stadium I, and... I thought you were because you were talking about the Carolina Panthers. So I thought you said he's the one that put all the money. I thought you were talking yeah, about he had donated for them to re. Well, he put all the money in Cam Newton too. Yeah, exactly. But they remodeled Did he the put stadium. Anything else into Cam Newton? They they got <laughs> facilities like it's actually it's it's really really nice and significantly like the Bears didn't really show much and first game a little insight on a first game like a Hall of Fame game. If you do a Hall of Fame game. You play an ex- that's an extra. It's an extra preseason game, and for the fans like us, we're like, "Hey, yay, football!" But for the teams and the coaches, it's a headache because now that is a fifth game to that you've got to you yeah that you could potentially get people injured. Uh, but it does at least give you insight to because obviously Your progressively they're making cuts. Um, so, but nothing really significant with the Bears. They didn't even put Mitchell Trubisky out there. Um, I would I would say the Bears really were there was nothing. Uh, the the main storyline from that game was uh, the Ravens. Remember their draft pick, first round draft pick was Lamar Jackson out of Louisville, and they set it up basically where he would take all the snaps in the second half. But notably as well as I'm watching the game, I didn't know RG three was with the Ravens. I did not until the game. Yeah. Yep. RG three's uh, still out there fighting for a job. So how can uh, you not love a player like RG three? I like RG three. You know when Such he's healthy, heart. he's fun to watch. Man, that is a great guy to watch. I, I hope he sticks. Whether it be as a backup with the Ravens, I don't know how they'll do that because obviously you've got Flacco and you've invested all this money into Lamar Jackson. You know, but he still has an opportunity to shine, and another team picks him up, type of deal. Yeah. So uh, you, you hope he lands somewhere good that can maybe block for him, <laughs> and he doesn't get like another knee injury or something. You know, uh, 
anyway, you, you like to see the guy stay healthy, but he was fast. Like, he had a couple of moments where he would go to run, and he still has got some pretty blazing speed. I mean, it's hard to three, four, man. Four type of speed that he used to have. Yeah. And then the thing with Lamar Jackson, for people that were already ready for him to take over Joe Flacco's spot, uh, you want to hit the brakes. Uh, it, it might be some time before he's ready to be a starting NFL quarterback. He's He's got to learn the system. But, yeah, there's moments where he was just – where he was not connecting on routes. He's – Miss, he's misreading the play and just starts take. He just takes off running. He had one play which was dynamic, but it was one of those moments where it looked great as a highlight. But you're sitting there thinking for the longevity, like you should have slid. Yes. <laughs> but instead, he just went all in like an RG three. It's like, yeah. dude, we've seen this. We've, <laughs> we've seen this movie before. You need to slide, okay? This is not good for you. But, uh, you know, he had some moments, but not great, not terrible. But Lamar Jackson, Ravens, you know, a little ho-hum. But, again, got to watch some football. And, I'm uh, a fan of him. I'd like to see him uh, produce some stuff. Yeah. Now, the biggest thing, of course, too, is nothing to do with the teams, but it's actually the, the big, big rule being implemented this year, the helmet rule, the tackling with your helmet rule. Uh, the rule, the as crown, I have, of, I want to. Yeah, I've written this down. I want to read it like as it is, you know, just to get this right. It's, um, you know, they'll be penalized 15 yards and uh, subject to ejection when a player lowers his helmet to establish a linear body posture. Man, my handwriting sucks. A linear body posture prior to initiating and making contact with the helmet. And I thought about, you know... How often that happens? When I used when I used a condom and I tried to use my posterior, uh, when I tried to lean with my helmet, sometimes that didn't work very well. Just a quick side note. Stop, stop doing it in the freezer. Right? Stop doing it in the freezer. Yes. I mean, that, that fish... You're going to get confused between the smell of yeah. the fish and something else. Because <laughs> I'm, if I'm ready to establish a linear body posture, it's time. You know? Anyway, sorry. Man, I remember back in the day. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so many times. I, I felt like I had to slip that in. Yeah, it's like, what time is it? Oh, 5 o'clock? Time for linear body... Linear body posture. Body posture. Well, the problem with the helmet roll, uh, not talking about condoms, just kidding. But, like, there's a lot... I mean, it's going to change the game, obviously. And they, and they want to change the game for the good as far as the concussions. The problem is it's, it's very subjective. Uh, it looks like here in the preseason, and re referees admittedly are going to throw extra flags... If it even looks close, they're just going to throw flags. They're going to develop. They're going to develop a bunch of basic things to be able to review and go back on for the regular season. And basically, they're learning on the fly, just like they're everybody studying. else is. They're studying um, too. So we're we're going to see a lot of flags. I feel like in the preseason, and I there potentially we could end up seeing a lot of flags in the regular season. My concern is. For anybody, I, a lot of sports you could say refereeing, man, it doesn't change how the games. Whether you either win or you just you just go out there and win the game. Don't rely on the referees. But sometimes it just 
as much as you can say that, that's just it doesn't always play out that way. I mean, there are rules. There are sometimes things that take place that shift and change the entire complexity of a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just talk about for a second the tuck rule. The tuck rule, if you're not familiar with the tuck rule, got, Tom Brady. got the Patriots off to their full, uh, let's you know, their domination and their dynasty. Uh, because their first one against the Oakland Raiders. It was against the Oakland Raiders, the AFC Championship game. John and they, Gruden. Charles Woodson still calls it a fumble. Remember, Charles Woodson's, uh, Woodson's coming off the edge, goes and hits him on a corner black, uh, corner black, a corner back blitz. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. Anyway, corner back blitz. Anyway, Tom pulls down, Snow fumbles. Down. They say it's an incomplete pass. If you're just someone who's even a casual watcher, you look at it five million times, you're like, that just looks like a damn fumble. Yes. And the Raiders, of course, get screwed and... Don't go to the Super Bowl like they should have. They go the next year. And then get trampled by my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, remember, that's Gruden's Raiders. That are playing in that that tuck roll game. So yeah, he had That's, two teams in the play in the Super Bowl. That he year. did. He had his team and the team he took over. Um, but yeah, so that essentially changed Gruden's uh, career as well. Just because he oh, moves yeah. to Tampa Bay, he wins the Super Bowl. But then after that, they kind of fall off and they're not very good, and he gets let go. But like that tuck roll, I mean that that Raiders team was so loaded, so good, and. You should have, you know, should have, would have, could have. It should have been the Super Bowl to go against the Rams. What the a good Rams, Super Bowl that would have been. Would the too. Rams have beaten that Raiders team? Remember, the Rams had just won the Super Bowl the year before against the Titans. They would they have gone back to back? Because, of course, they end up losing to the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Uh, I still fault Mike Martz for that. Dumbass. But, uh,. You got the best player on the planet, and you're gonna you're you're just eh, I'm not gonna run with him. I'm just gonna throw to my receivers and do the greatest show on turf and play right into the hands of the Patriots defense. Yeah, good call, dumbass, Mike Bartz. Anyway, <laughs> way to lose the Super Bowl for the Rams. I mean, uh, anyway, whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> no reason to be. No, nah, no reason to be bitter. You have Marshall Falk in your backfield. I was about to Don't say use Marshall, him. Marshall Falk. <laughs> Don't use him. I mean, why would you use him? He's just considered the greatest player in football at that time. You know, whatever. Hall of Famer. Yeah, why would you use him? Let's just sling the ball around. Anyway. Well, of course, then we're going to we talk about Pete Carroll and throwing the ball when you've got Marshawn Lynch. So, I take that curveball turn on the t- tuck roll just to illustrate, could this be something that – is a huge rears its ugly head when the time is right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you get a 15-yard penalty, you are subject to ejection. And one thing that did happen in the Hall of Fame game, there was a play. It was an incomplete pass. The player made this shot on the receiver, and it, it was just a normal football play, a normal shot. And he's actually going in with the shoulder, but because some of the helmet touches the guy. And, of course, the receiver doesn't catch the ball as a result of the play. It's, I mean, normally it would be that's a good defensive, hey, great play, man. He gets charged the 15-yard penalty, so then the Bears go up 15 yards and very next play, touchdown. You're telling me this rule isn't going to make changes in our regular season, like in the regular season and in the playoffs? Yeah, right. you got to be kidding me. That, that type of penalty – 
can completely change everything. This is going to be like the highest scoring offensive like throughout the entire league. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Sendejo, who plays hey you yeah, kiss your mother with Gesundheit. Andrew Sendejo, who plays for the Minnesota Vikings at strong safety, who's absolutely amazing. He wore a hat that looks similar to like a Trump hat of Make America Make America Great Again. It said uh, Make Football Violent Again. <laughs> Because, and if you think about it from his perspective, not just hit from safeties, think about strong safeties. What do strong safeties do? Back up the run. <clears throat> you're playing the middle. You've got guys coming across the middle, and you're coming in, and you're not supposed to. It's not like they're trying to spear people necessarily with their helmet, but you are having to go in sometimes to make the tackle, sometimes to break up a pass play. But now you have to be cautious of where your head is in split-second scenarios. It's like, can, we, can they just make some gear, like their pads or something, where it's like they turn into a turtle? <laughs> so, like, they have a button on their hand, so as they go to dive to hit someone or tackle them, they, they totally turtle in. Oh, he went turtle mode. <laughs> and he got the tackle. He's down right there at the 15. There's not going to be any 15-yard penalty here, folks. What a great illustration of turtle mode by Sendejo. And the Vikings defense is able to stop a third down conversion. I mean, he's just like, oh, my God. But, of course, none of this goes against the offense. No. So we will see numbers. Staggering. Which, which is interesting. There's great defenses in the NFL. Um, it, it's weird. We are. We're going to see great defense in the NFL allow a lot of points because of this <laughs> shit. I mean, it's just it's just going to be natural. It's just going to happen. So, anyway, helmet rule, that's going on. Uh, we'll see how that plays out for the season. There's already a lot of people that are pretty frustrated with it. And, uh, and you know, ratings for the Hall of Fame game were down 13% for whatever that's worth. Damn. So, now your guys, your boy, Patrick Mahomes, this week at trading camp, um, he had himself a little bit of a week. Uh, reports had come out of camp that he's kind of thrown quite a few interceptions. Pretty sure he's the defensive player of the week out there. He, he is. <laughs> Um, I was listening to an interview with Tony Gonzalez, who's expected to be a Hall of Famer next year. Uh, first ballot tight end, considered, uh, argued, maybe the greatest, greatest tight, tight end, end of, of all time. time. Especially in the receiving department. Uh, he, he says he's, he, he personally says, uh, and this could be, you know, he swears he's not seeing all red here, but um, he swears it's not that big of a deal for Mahomes that he'll catch on learn from mistakes and move on and but it is interesting a dynamic you brought on the you bring in the guy because he is kind of a gunslinger I mean that's what he's going to do which means there are going to be interceptions but it also means there are going to be touchdowns uh with Alex Smith admittedly I, I I'd have to say there is a ceiling with Alex Smith it seemed like there was a ceiling with him with when he was with the 49ers and it seemed like the same with the Chiefs. And it looks like they're just taking – it seems like the risk-reward is right there with Mahomes. The problem is, is the risk – I mean, the risk could be pretty high if he's slinging interceptions. But, but if he's able to pick it up, learn from the mistakes, and throw touchdowns with a really good Chiefs defense, 
I mean, he's got weapons to throw to. Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, maybe. Well, he's probably with the second best tight end in the league right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Him and Gronk, man. That's that's it. Those are the two. And in fantasy, those are the, the you, know, you, you have your tears and, because you're just crying so much. You might join me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but your tier one tight end would be uh, Gronk and what they call baby Gronk, Travis Kelsey. And then you all others are not even close to equal. So he, he after that, shit. R- however, pretty much. However, like that's your time leaders, to go get a I mean, beer. you've got Gronk who is injury prone with a 42-year-old quarterback, 41. Who has less weapons. Who has less weapons. And then you have <laughs> Kelsey who is – you know, breaking in a new quarterback. So, as far as tight ends go, don't pick them high on your fantasy list. I'm just saying. I, w- I would – I don't know about that. I would go against that when it comes to Kelsey. The fact that the quarterback is a gunslinger, if he throws a pick, that's on him. That doesn't go against Kelsey's points. Right, but – So, that means Kelsey's going to get more looks. He'll get more receptions. He, he's going to get possibly more looks depending on how, how they use him. Yeah. And can Mahomes get him the ball properly? You know, it, it goes to the same thing. You know, very few rookie quarterbacks have a good year. Tight ends are always a great safety Tight blanket. ends are your safety Oh, yeah, net, right but, there up the middle. But they don't use him like a traditional tight end. He spreads out a lot. He does. That's true. And he goes deep a lot. So That's the way to go, you know. Don't, go, you, want, go, don't you like going deep a lot? Go deep well, yeah. or go home. Right. The short route, I mean – Oh boy, I, I got I got to bite the tongue there. Um, well, I mean, I'm not gonna me, say. For, for me, it kind of sucks because I'm only four inches, you know, around. So it's is that the going uh, theory? Is that the going rate? Yeah, is that the going rate four inch? Yes, I believe so. The old four incher. The old four incher. Hmm. Which is like a two for times two. Right. Geometrically speaking, <laughs> no, you know, no. <laughs> So you're saying harder and faster you're okay with, deeper they better be talking philosophy. Yes. Deeper yes. he brings his tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> lay that pipe. Okay, hashtag lay that pipe. Uh, that is official from Drunk Tim, hashtag lay that pipe. Uh, so, <laughs> NFL, uh, NFL news, let's see, we've covered that, Mahomes, uh, last thing right now for NFL is uh, Baker Mayfield has got a documentary series on Fox. As a matter of fact, uh, here in like an hour, the sec, the no, I'm sorry, 20 minutes, the second part of it comes on on Fox. It's all the way up with Baker Mayfield. And last week, Baker, it starts with Baker's rise to like you know he his walk on at Texas Tech, his walk on at Oklahoma, and then going into Heisman. where he's at now as a rookie quarterback trying to make it into the league as with the Cleveland Browns. And so one of the interesting takes from that last one was he tells a story about he walks on and. Uh, Davis Webb was the quarterback at that time, or it was it was Davis Webb, and there was this the, the other, there was this other guy that was a starter. He gets his back hurt, so it's between him and Davis Webb, and they're going into practice. Webb tells uh, Baker Mayfield like, "Hey, can you get me? Can you get me some?" It was raining that day. Can you get me some towels for the football? 
And uh, Baker and the coaches are like, yeah, uh, because he's the walk-on, right? Basically, he's the shit-on. You got to pay, pay your dues. But Baker being Baker's like, get your own damn towels. I'm not a towel boy. And he and he's and he tell he tells that to the quarterback, and he lets the coaches know he ain't a towel boy either. That was like the big quote coming out of that, like I ain't no towel boy. So it's just like you could see that gumption that fire. even back then. That fire, like, no, I'm here to be your starting quarterback. I'm not here to be your towel boy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't transfer all the way from Lubbock to. And what was interesting too, and he it, he he's pretty pissed from at Kingsbury who's the or Kingsbury that Kingsbury, was the yeah. coach at Texas Cliff, Tech at that time. Cliff Kingsbury yeah Cliff that's where the L's coming in yes um, but you know he, when he did start he was 5 and 0 he went out there he was 5 and 0 as a starter and then he had an injury and then they never talked to him again it was like he they just written him off that was kind of the deal that went down at Texas Tech which caused him to transfer to OU thank you and but it seems like I had heard that they were even trying to fight his transfer request or something like that. Something like that. But it was the whole thing was nonsense. But the guy went five and zero as a starter, and that was his mindset. He's like, I went. I know I'm a walk on, but I went five and zero as a starter for you. You're not even going to give me a scholarship, like. Well, you know, Bye, Felicia. What, yeah, what's up with that? I mean, it's not like Texas Tech is like in the Ohio State level or nothing. Let's. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I just won you five games. This is in the Big 12. I now, I don't know who they were against, but in college, I mean, you go 5-0. and oh, I mean, if, if you go with the you go with the guy who's going like You're still undefeated high, after yeah, you, over a month. Exactly. So that was last week's. I think this week's I saw a preview. It's about him. He had to – part of his rookie job was he had to buy an RV for uh, the quarterbacks. And it's kind of like their own RV to hang out in and – it's their private RV or whatever. So, anyway, just some different stuff. So it's on like, Fox. They had like pillow I'm, fights. We're intrigued. Stuff. We're OU fans. So anyway, I I'm not just an OU fan. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. Yeah. So that's, uh, a, that's a bad. I'm rooting for him in Cleveland. So there you go. But yeah, uh, documentary all the way up. He's he's an interesting dude. This year they're not going to drop the Browns off at the Super Bowl. That's right. In the, in the metaphoric way. Uh, so they're not going to have any fiber in their diet. No. All right. Another quick thing from training camp. Uh, there was a thing. I don't know if you saw the video. Aaron Rodgers throws a no-look touchdown pass in camp and just looks like Aaron Rodgers all over again. I'm just like, you, you, sometimes as time goes on, you know, he got injured last year and you forget how great sometimes someone is. But he's back and it's like, hey, bitches. I'm great. Super Bowl time. Those are no look touchdown passing camp. So get ready. Do you think that's on uh, YouTube? I'll have to check that out. Uh, hopefully so. Yeah. I've never yeah. really been a Packers fan ever, but I'm definitely an Aaron Rodgers fan. <laughs> um, I yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. How can you not like Aaron Rodgers? You know, good guy doesn't you know choke a bitch doesn't. Uh, yeah, you know, pull out any guns or anything like that. It's a good old fashioned, I don't know, California guy. Yeah, I had to work his ass off to basically get to where he is. Where and you, you look at a lot of the starting quarterbacks who are at the top right now. Uh, I think it was Colin Cowherd who did like a top ten list of quarterbacks, and nine of the ten were you could you could see where they all had to fight 
on certain levels just to get to that position. You know, like your Brady's of Tom the world Brady's being a sixth round. Or sixth round. Drew Brees is too small. He had to fight. Like, he – he was a kid from Texas. He didn't get any offers from any Texas schools. He had to go to Purdue and then even uh, get to get drafted. It's like, hey, he's too small. And he's like, I'll show you. And here's Drew Brees now. And, and, and you just see all these quarterbacks. Up. And then he sits back up to uh, Phillip uh, Rivers. Yeah. And, well, and Rivers, him, they're both going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So oh, yeah. you could see, but you can't. It's hard to keep two Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the same team. Yeah. Something's got to give. Well, like the so, OSU uh, Cowboys. The, yeah, the running back situation. Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders. Yeah. That's terrifying for a defense. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, he makes the case of, yeah, all, nine out of the ten had really something big to prove, and that's kind of – that kind of it's like you need that in order to get to that level. You need a chip on your shoulder. You need something to fight for. Yeah. Um, the one that you say nine out of ten. What's the one glaring? What that's always the exception, right? He's talking about Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck kind of was has always he's never been like I had to get out of the hood or you know <laughs> you know or he went to Stanford and he's a smart guy and he's getting his degree and he got drafted and he was the next Delway so he's always been kind of the guy. He hasn't really had a chip. He's just been injury prone, unfortunately, because they won't block for him. And uh, you got Johnny Manziel, who is getting paid for you know um, never a chip on his shoulder for signatures when his parents are loaded. Right. Well, with that, we're about to transition into the NBA, and I feel like it's a decent time to go into the BS report. The BS Report brought to you in part by Chips and Salsa. And Two more minutes to finish right You know what? Forget that. <laughs> Screw that. We're going to do... Let's talk about squirrels. Let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about some things here. Let's talk about squirrels. Let's talk about the Mathis brothers. Uh, wait a minute. No, that was gerbils. <laughs> Seriously. what Have you seen the new commercials for Mathis brothers with Rip Mathis? Tell me that kid does not look like he has fucking hamster ears. He might. Dude, genetically, like, I wonder if he'll do, like, a Maury test. Well, not to determine who the father is, but, no, 23andMe. He needs a 23andMe. <laughs> he needs to spit in the thing, send it off. <laughs> People outside of Oklahoma are going to have no clue what we're talking about, but that's okay. You know something interesting this week while we're waiting? Um I'm pulling up the radio. I'm always listening to different things. And, you know, sometimes you catch things at the, like the wrong moment. The ass end. Well, yeah, and definitely ass end on this one. I turn on the radio. There's a commercial for Jersey Mike's. I love Jersey Mike's. I got no issue with Jersey Mike's. They good. But why isn't I pull it up and the line, in quotes, right when I turn on the radio is, all drizzled in the juice. Wait a minute, did he say Jews or juice? No, juice. Oh. All drizzled. All drizzled in the in juice. The juice. Is this like, well, all all drizzled in the juice? That but, sounds like a Hitler porn that movie. That was the <laughs> end of the commercial. So you're, I'm left going, what the hell is all drizzled in the juice? <laughs> you know? 
So and is it now deemed moist? <laughs> I don't know. This is definitely not a place that you're like mouthwateringly wanting to go to. Like, I don't know if they said like the name of their company or whatever. Like, brought to you in part by Brahms. Your I've neighborhood seen, ice cream and market and jizz. I've seen how they jizz. made their. I've seen how they made their sandwiches. I'm just wondering where the drizzling comes from and when the process of drizzling takes place. Because I understand descriptive words help you make you hungry, but man, when we start drizzling and juice and moist, I, it like, sounds like they probably have like a machine that does that. Yeah, like yeah, um, man, where do I fucking drizzle drizzle this? Go back, go out back to Joey. He'll show you where the drizzler is. Right. Like there'd be there'd be like those places that would try to advertise like this is a big deal. Uh, oh, we hand scoop. We hand scoop uh, the ice cream for our milkshakes. I'm like, so did Donald Trump. I'm like, dumbass, use the tool. Like, didn't that against health, health department <laughs> violation? Why are you hand scooping this shit? It's hand scooped. Why do you advertise that? <laughs> Buy your tools. Stop being cheap. There's scoops for that stuff. Why are you going to hand scoop that shit? I don't know what that person uh, touched last. <laughs> they may have wiped their ass with that hand. Like, seriously, man. We all know hand washing's a major concern in America. It's a myth. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's right there Food with... Yeah, it's like right there with the world is flat, man. I mean, it's like, you know, people washing hands. It doesn't happen. I've seen it. Don't hand scoop my milkshake. <laughs> Damn right. My it's better than yours. <laughs> if I could teach you, then I'd have to charge. Damn right. It's better than yours. Well, probably at that place it is. You know, with her hand, I would let her hand scoop the milkshake. I, uh, yes. It, and it would bring all the boys See, to the yard, yeah, I think. If it was fucking Scarlett Johansson's hand <laughs> scooping your ice cream, you'd be like, Wait, did you wash? I mean... Good job. Yeah, thank could, you. Could you spit in it for me, please? You know how you lick the spoon after somebody's done with making like a cake or something? Do yeah. you get the same deal? Never mind. With that, <laughs> yeah, you have okay. to lick that. So is this like some Rihanna cake stuff or... Never mind. Right. Cake. With that. And with that, with it all being drizzled, <laughs> it all being juiced up, we've got the very juiced up Blair Smith ready with the BS report. All right. And we're going to try this again. So, <laughs> this week's title of the BS Report is, really, you're going to leave now? Sorry. <laughs> I gotta pee, man! I gotta pee! Alright, um, this week's BS Report is going to be titled, titled Art Bryles Stole My Thesaurus. So, if I can get through this, here we go. Alright, Urban Meyer sits at home this week, fixated on his failures. Meyer has been placed on administrative leave following yet another scandal in the world of football. Another black eye leaves me wondering how many more hits this sport can take. You see, football, though not alone in the pantheon of professional sports, has long protected its participants in the wake of scandal. Urban Meyer just happens to be the latest martyr on a long list of malevolence. As Meyer and his longtime assistant coach, Zach Smith, attempt to tap, down, tap dance around these allegations, I reminded that the that this incident is just another pockmark on the precipice of football's continued alienation of abuse within its hallowed halls. Football has long protected the man to hide the maniac, suppress the sufferer, at almost all costs project the legacy over the loathsome. Ray Rice, Aaron Hernandez, O.J. Simpson, Javon Belcher, Penn State, Baylor, 
and now the Ohio State University. Yes, you Buckeyes loyalists should resign yourselves to the possibility that your revered coach has been accommodating an abuser. Deal with the backlash. As we wonder how to honor the legacies of the Leviathans, I am reminded that this is Hall of Fame weekend. Perhaps enshrining their statues in an anthenium of anonymity, a library if you will, to remind everyone indoors that within the confines of football, silence reigns supreme. And that, that's just BS. Nice. Very good. <laughs> Very you know, good. I've always understood, like, the Ohio State University, like, are there other Ohio State universities? They're like, no, we're the Ohio State University. There is University of Ohio. Or well, I know, but there's Ohio not. University. But they're like the Ohio State University. Yeah, they're I'm not like, saying the one that's not Ohio University. You you understand the is pump, pump it's pompous pompicity. Is pompicity a word? It you understand is the pompicity for, of it. I think for Ohio State, yes. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> by saying the Ohio State University. Just like they're, Miami, they're being pompous. Just yeah. like Miami, right? He's the like, U. We're the U. <laughs> <laughs> we can spell you. Football. They don't sound like that. I, I don't know, know why. I'm I didn't know why. I didn't know they were Muppets. <laughs> it's time to start the music. That's right. Da 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 da. On the Muppet Show tonight. All right. So okay. Ooh, we just got called out for babysitting our drinks. <laughs> it's called nursing. Yeah. That's well, that came from Jose the bartender. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We'll have to have him on the show one time just to hear. Dude, you, want, you want to talk about pompicity. That dude can drink. Well, that's his own tab. But you want to talk about pompicity. Our bartender is pompous. That dude, if we ever have him on the show... Yeah, you're gonna hear some stuff. You you would think that you would think that he was like the Michael Jordan of fantasy football. You would think that he was like I don't know the the greatest. Just whatever he does, he's the greatest at it of all time. You believe me? <laughs> you listen to the guy. There's gonna be an ESPN like thirty by thirty or whatever that's called. Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty on, on Jose. Yeah. We, we should do our own little mock ESPN 30 for 30 on Jose. That works. All right. I'll write that in the notes somewhere. That'd be great. Like, uh, maybe even, like, once we go uh, video, so that way we can do, like, the whole, like, montage or some shit like that. Yes. Right. Do, do, like, the whole, like, the music and how they introduce it. and Oh, yeah. yeah just get the whole flavor. Hire oh, a PI to get some extra photos of him while he's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Catch him in the bathroom. Yeah, that, I think that would just blow up his head even more. Oh, got my own paparazzi. <laughs> you know, like, shit. I mean, it's one guy, but I'm the greatest of all time. Um, I want to be the I want to be the townsperson that never knew him. Yeah. You know? yeah we didn't know him, but we knew he was going to be great from the first drink he ever took. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got to be the greatest at something, right? You know, that, that's in my notes. It wasn't next to my notes, but it seems like a, a fair transition. Talking about the greatest of all time of the GOAT. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has got an autobiography coming out. And he talks about 
Uh, he's interviewed and talked about here lately, just obscenely, it's just been this whole LeBron-Jordan debate over and over and over and over again. And Kareem essentially says, uh, he essentially says, look, there's, there's no such thing as a, uh, as a true goat. There's, there's really no, there's no such thing as a true greatest of all time. There's no way to find, you know, there's no way to tell. Right. He says it's basically, you know, it's, he, he, he called it, uh, it's, the, it's the kind of talk you have while you're waiting on your pizza to arrive. You know, that kind of deal. Uh, wow. But, you know, or, you know, barbershop type talk and stuff like that, which is kind of what we're doing. So I guess we, yes. sh- we should have the conversation. But like, um, but he essentially says, you know, everybody's under cer- different circumstances. Everybody's under, you, you know, it, the whole thing is just different. So how, in a way, he's kind of, without fully putting him out there, in a way he is putting him out there as, because one thing that I recognize is, is Kareem gets just left out a lot when we have those kinds of discussions. Like, we'll talk about magic and Bird and, and stuff before we even talk about Kareem. And Chamberlain. Yeah, we'll talk about Will. We'll talk about Bill Russell's championships. You know, we forget about the fact that Kareem was a six-time all, uh, uh, six-time MVP. That's never been done before. Holy crap. He was I a... Uh, yeah, he's, he. I forget how many times scoring champion. Obviously, he's the all-time leader in points scored. Of course, the guy played Career. for like 20 years. But... But I don't. I don't count that as a negative. I mean, it's it's how it, it's all about glass half full, half empty. You know, always try to look at a player as what did they do? What were they like in their prime? Because Kareem eventually, and it's sad. When I grew up, I watched the older Kareem. I didn't see the physically gifted Kareem. I saw the. He looked a little slow Sluggish. at times, even though they were Showtime Lakers. He looked slow compared to the others. Uh, but kids. yet his post-up play was amazing. His skyhooks considered the unstoppable weapon. Um, but, you know, when he's early on with the Milwaukee Bucks and early on goes to the Lakers, he was athletically gifted. I mean, he was blocking shots, and there was a cutoff at when they even counted that as a statistic. Running the floor. Um, and he was running the floor. The guy was physically really gifted. I mean, f- remember, this is, a, this is a guy that trained with Bruce Lee. Like this guy, oh yeah, did was in a movie, of course, but he that was his teacher. It was martial arts teacher, and uh, you know, so Kareem Kareem usually is kind of the the guy that's kind of thrown to the side. Whereas I think with this, in a way, he's kind of putting his name back into the the hat. Like uh, you forget about all my statistics and all that I've done and all my accomplishments. You know, so well, you know, when you talk about a center like that. And it's hard to say this, and you know I'm totally biased, but, you know, every time that he his name gets brought up, my first thought is fucking Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Well, and one person even said, as great, it, it, you know, there, there's some that have said, uh, you know, well, Kareem, he needed Magic to win titles. But, you know, you look at the flip side, Magic never won a title without Kareem. So, it goes both ways. And of course, Michael had Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, yep. B.J. Armstrong, Steve Kerr. Some of that stuff's tough to argue because it's almost like you try to dumb it down, or you try to, 
well, this guy didn't have as great of players with him, you know, uh, in order to try to get the greatness factor up or something. But we, we just have to acknowledge great players have to win with other either great or really good players. It, you, there's, there's never been in history that I know of where one guy was just really great and they just went on and won the whole thing. And ask, everybody Alan, else, ask Allen Iverson. And everybody ask, else sucked. Ask yeah. Jason Kidd. Ask John Elway. Uh, John Stockton, Carl Malone. Yep. John Stockton. Because, I mean, you had well, but, th- but those are two great players, But that's though. what I'm saying. You had two great players there, and they couldn't get a championship. What right. they go? What, they missed two years in a row against the Bulls? No, they lost one. No, I mean, in the finals, they lost one of the Bulls. That's what I was thinking. Like, So mm-hmm. they only went to one finals? Who yep. is it that I'm thinking of? Because the Bulls, well, the Bulls beat the Suns in the finals with Charles Barkley. and Bulls beat the Lakers first, Trailblazers second, Phoenix third, Utah fourth. I thought they played Utah twice, though. They had six. Yeah, because they got six. I really want to say that they right, played Utah twice. No, I, yeah, I just messed it up because they won six. Uh, but, yeah, Phoenix is in the mix. Did I say Seattle? There was the year they beat Seattle with Sean Kemp and Gary That's Payton. Right. And the glove. The glove. <laughs> the love glove. The love glove. Played some mean basketball. But, yeah, Kareem, Kareem kind of does get thrown to the side. But he's right. I mean, how do you compare – a seven-foot center with his set of skills versus, you know, someone like LeBron with his, or a smaller like an Allen Iverson. I mean, Iverson was deadly, but he was just short. I mean, how, how do you rank his greatness? That guy was great when he was on his on the top of his game. He was great when they when that 76ers team went to the finals against the Lakers and lost four-one. I mean, there was I mean, there was no one on that Sixers team that was a secondary scorer. It was just Allen Iverson and some dudes. I mean, it was it was sad. Iverson, in my mind, I mean, it's arguable, maybe a Steph Curry or something like that. But in my opinion, Allen Iverson, greatest ball handler of all time. Ooh, that'd be an interesting. I'll never forget watching Steph Curry make make Chris Paul fall on his ass because of this dribble move that Steph Curry did to him. We we really and again that's a perfect example of how we cannot judge from generation to generation is perhaps what everybody knows is the greatest ball handler of all time, Pete Maravich. Right. We don't we have no clue. I mean we don't How do you compare? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yep. The magician. Yeah, or even white. Remember white Jason Williams? Like the oh, yeah. highlights. If you ever yep. just YouTube oh, Jason yeah. Williams highlights, white chocolate. My gosh, that dude. That that way I was. We talk about fun to watch. <laughs> I don't know where you rank him or where you put him or whatever. He was with Sacramento, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, but that well, he was with uh, New Jersey too. I mean, he's That's with right. a couple of teams at different points. But yeah, he was with the Kings. Most notable, I guess. Where uh, the fuck did he go? He just fell disappeared. Off. Yeah, he just fell off. I don't, I don't know the rest of his story, but yeah, he was, he was fun to watch. Great, great to watch in his prime. He was awesome. You so were right. Fun. You were right, though. Yeah, they did only play Utah once, and it was their last one. Yep, the last had, one. Yeah, uh, Seattle, Lakers, Portland, Phoenix, Phoenix with the Bar- with Barkley and Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson. Yeah, Dan Marley. Um, we're obviously missing somebody else, but yeah. 
because they're sick. I don't know who the sixth one is. Anyway, so um, basketball-wise, getting out of the, the GOAT conversation, uh, big story this week was, and really amazing, I, I really like it. You know, it's one of those things you can love or hate the guy, but LeBron James and him opening, this was early in the week, so it's kind of a late discussion on the deal, but we're a weekly show. What do we do? Um, but LeBron James opens uh, what's called an I Promise School in Akron, Ohio, his hometown. And basically, uh, I have to look up all the benefits on this, but he. It's essentially for, right now, second through fourth graders. It's a public school. Other players have opened uh, schools, from what I understand, but they're private. This was the first public school of its kind for underprivileged kids, you know, uh, that normally would not have an opportunity. And they get, I mean, they get so many opportunities through what he's, he's done. And, of course, I lost... The thing you got to be. I bet I emailed it to myself. So, but anyway, <laughs> but LeBron James starts this school. He announces it on his own. He he basically you know just like we talked about. There's that show he's doing on HBO where it's a controlled media environment. He's going to be interviewed by people he trusts. They're going to have fun. They're going to do their own thing. I feel like this I Promise deal was a similar situation. He got Rachel Nichols from ESPN to interview him. That was she's so, high. So he's choosing who's going to interview him, and yeah, and uh, and basically he comes out with this: "Hey, I'm doing this. I promise school. This is going to open up and uh, take care of all of these uh, kids here in Akron, Ohio. They're they're hoping through 20. I forgot the year 2022 to go through literally thousands of kids and help them out. So." I mean, it's an amazing deal. It's it's one of those things where no matter what you think about him on the basketball court, that you can certainly applaud and say this is a great thing for just society in general. It goes beyond basketball. It's it's something that's great for obviously his legacy, but just great in general. And I don't know. I, I just I liked it a lot. It was it was pretty cool. I cannot believe. I lost. That's what I'm looking for. I thought I'd saved it in my phone. The the kids get, of course, uh, with it being public, they're, they're going to get free tuition, free uniforms. They get free bicycle and helmet to be able to get to and from school, you know, home and all that. Um, if they live further out, uh, it's free transportation within two miles. They get free breakfast, lunch, and snacks because a lot of times in schools that's an issue where – the family's so poor they don't have food at home, so the kids come to school hungry and they can't think just because they're just starving. Yeah, uh, that's right. an issue right here in Oklahoma City. I, I know it's a problem in just about, I'm sure, every city in the United States. You wouldn't think so, but but it is. And uh, they got food pantry for families. They, they offer GEDs and job placement services for the parents of these kids. Um, and then for the students that go through the school, it's guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron uh, for every student that graduates. I mean, so, I mean, that, that is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself, as far as in basketball terms, a LeBron hater. And, 
being the closet Laker fan, I am somewhat happy that he's going to the Lakers and making them worth talking about. But this puts him on another level to me. And sometimes I know these things are done for PR purposes. I'm not naive to the fact that it's, you know, it's not always just out of this or that. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, it's a great thing for society. It's a great thing for these kids and his community. And it's, and it's a great strategic move if you're going to leave your hometown team again to go to L.A. and the Lakers. You're setting up something like this back in your hometown. It's kind of hard to be mad at the guy for leaving you when he's doing things like this. You know, I've tried so hard to hate that motherfucker. <laughs> but that asshole's making me misty. Oh. All right, LeBron, I, I love you, man. Right? I was rooting for him against Golden State. Right. As was everybody else outside the state of California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does. It, what if... And I don't want to really get into the anthem shit, but what if, <laughs> I mean, there's a certain level of, well, we're doing these protests and this and the, this is going on. I feel like, I think like there's that next level. You eventually have to move past the whole kneeling shit. Um, you know, it is what it is. Whatever you think about it, you think about it. But I feel like athletes, and this was not easy to put together for LeBron. No. Something like that, you don't just, hey, I got an idea, here's some money, bam, it's done. This, that takes hard work. This is a long, this is a thing that's going to be running this on. This before he left. This a takes a lot of focus, work, determination. But what if athletes, if they really are, if they really are protesting or they really feel a certain way about some things, what if they're able to go beyond the whole you know this the kneeling stuff but move beyond that and actually do positive things in the communities that they're concerned about whether it be in Missouri or we're just in different areas where these incidents happen but do positive things in those communities it seems like that that speaks more volumes and speaks just levels of of greatness anything beyond what just sitting in a locker room or kneeling or Whatever. Well, like Kevin Durant, when those tornadoes were hitting more, not a hesitation. Bam, there's a million bucks. That ought to help you guys out to get going again. Yeah. And, and, that's and Russell, so, Russell didn't even do that. Well, see, and I know I know KD did that. It's hard for me to, like, like I, I like to give KD some shit. But at the end of the day, too, like, he did that. I know that. And it's, you know, it's hard for me to be like, well, I hate Kevin Durant. I mean, he's a grown man. He can make his decisions. I still hate the summer bitch. <laughs> This is the city that he built, unfortunately. But, you know, when you do things like this, it just transcends sports. And it's using sports as a platform, platform, a positive mechanism to uh, improve society and to do good things. Just overall do good things. And so on that level, you have to, or at least I feel, you know, you have to celebrate what Le- what LeBron's doing and this and, is and a real like achievement absolutely and I think that he doesn't have to be the only one that can do it doesn't have to match this exact thing you know people can do I mean JJ Watt had his thing you know what JJ yeah. Watt, Watt did for the hurricane victims and stuff that's just another platform another thing you Speaking know of which did James what did James Harden do during all that stuff I didn't hear anything about that uh, I don't know 
I, I couldn't say if he did something or didn't do anything. I mean, I, he's I don't probably know. making something like KD type of money. No. I mean, I'm sure he could easily throw the, down a million. The stars and be like, are making a bunch, yeah. so from but, that entire city. But that just goes, you know, it, if you have that platform, you have that opportunity. Try make the most of it. You know, if you really do care about a certain deal, I mean, go and and inv- actually invest yourself in it. I mean, dude, I, I've thought about this long and hard because you know everybody has that whole. Well, if I had a million dollars, I'd invest half of it and buy a modest house and, you know, pay off my car insurance for 10 years and all, you know, blah, blah, blah. I already know exactly what I would do if I would, if I had that kind of money like LeBron does. I want to invest all of my time into giving homes to the prostitutes. I want to call it Homes for Hoes. Homes for Hoes. Yes. I think I think there's a lot of these women out there that need, you know, some guidance and a place to live that's not ridden with needles and stuff. Yeah. And I'm willing I would be willing to provide that service to them. <clears throat> I mean, they may like be a little hesitant once they find out that I'm going to be living there with them. But you know, the truth well, you're eventually just comes out. You're just supervising like the day-to-day. Yes, the day-to-day functions. occurrences and Yeah. You know, making sure these girls are doing the right thing. Exactly. Maybe a few times. Right. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm going to show them until they get it right. As much as physically possible. Exactly. So. And just to clear the air, uh, during the Harvey Hurricane Harvey relief, uh, James Harden did give a million dollars. He did. There you give. go. All right, James. there you go. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't going to be quick to say it because I had no idea. I, I had no clue had, whether he so. had done anything. So, but I had heard about JJ doing that. But I kind of have a man crush on him too. Well, I think he intended for it to be just this. It, it, that's one of those things that just blew up. I think he intended for it just to be this small thing, like, hey, let's do what I, we can. We'll help. And it just blew up into this million dollar, you know, it was just like, wow. <laughs> wow, that thing really got out of hand. That escalated quickly, you know. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't think he really dreamt of it becoming that, you know. But kudos to LeBron. Uh, someone who didn't feel like giving kudos to LeBron uh, Friday night was President Trump. He, uh, he put out a, a nice little tweet. In regards to LeBron, because I don't know if you know, he and LeBron have kind of gone a little bit back and forth. I've heard a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean, uh, LeBron is, you know, kind of called the president out. Of course, Trump doesn't back down from any of that nonsense. And right now, LeBron James has more power in this country than the president of the United States. You know, know, Trump is quick to get onto Twitter and... Jump back. Oh, yeah. Perhaps a little too quick. A little, a little too quick. Yeah, he's, yeah, definitely too quick. In my his opinion, his Twitter editor was uh, busy that day. I think. Yeah. But uh, Trump, I'm trying to pull up his tweet right now. I I felt like I had saved and had isn't all this sexu- ready to isn't go. That sexual harassment. What's that? Pulling up someone's tweet. Yes. And I might be in trouble for that. We are in a public place. Yeah, isn't that like grabbing the cooter? (laughs) Pulling up their Twitter? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Grabbing the cooter. Man, I I still love that. That was good. He was talking about that. That's good. Mr. Trump. uh, Like I said, I I don't recall the tweet exactly, but whoever was interviewing him, 
uh, Trump stated that he made LeBron James look smart, which is not hard to do. That oh, was, the interviewer? That, that yeah. was the context of the tweet. Don, right. Don Lemon of CNN. Yeah, and he even goes on with a quick, uh, you know, we were talking about there's the Jordan versus LeBron ad nauseum debate right now. Uh, Trump even goes, uh, I like Mike. Kind of like throws his little thing in for basically saying Jordan's better than his, LeBron. His, his oh, I thought he was talking Huckabee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes, yeah, he likes Huckabee. His little jab there. <laughs> there once was a man from Huckabee. Anyway, never mind. Chimney uh, Christmas. Why? My phone is not helping me out at all. Is that like Jiminy Cricket's cousin? Yeah. Well, very next day is wife Melania. I'm just going to just paraphrase, scramble through this. But essentially she tweets or through, I guess through uh, a PR person, comes out and says something supporting LeBron James. Which, of course, is kind of going against uh, what her husband had just previously tweeted the night before, uh, which is kind of odd. You wonder what's going on in the household there. Because even like a few days ago, there was something, I don't remember what the stance was, but basically President took mentioned something, and I believe it was Ivanka who either the next day or whatever got, went against it, basically, or supported the other side. And so... But good uh, for them. They can't all think alike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with my wife on everything. I, I, I don't agree with your wife on everything either. Maybe I just assume this, but I figured like <laughs> I figured like the uh, the Stepford wives thing was going on in that household. You know, <laughs> it's like here we go. This is what we think. That is what we think. You know, just what, that, they, like, what was it? A Ken- Kennedy or something? Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask yourself what you can do for your country. Ask what you can do for me. Oh, let's see. Good night. What's he? There we go. Jordan. Jordan even chimed in on the uh, the LeBron, the thing. Twitter battle. Yeah, he said I support L L J. He's doing an amazing job for his community. Uh, plus uh, other players and. Michael, Mike said that about uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Good job, Mike. Oh yeah, which is which is good because Mike, Mike, that's the one thing that Michael Jordan takes a hit on is normally, uh, other than the peace pipe, <laughs> he ta- that's one thing he takes a hit on is uh, the fact that he wasn't really socially involved, uh, community wise. Well, and just about any of the issues of the day, he really kind of was. His, well, this his, is thing also was, a, his thing was, I'm about me, I'm about my brand, I'm going to play basketball, that was that's the what way we're things, That was the way things were back then. Nowadays, you've got everybody who's wanting, who's looking and desperately looking for a cause to be a part of, and this is a completely different society than it was back then. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I don't... I, I don't really want to beat up on Michael Jordan, mainly because he's the greatest of all time, but... Um, you know, like I said, it was totally different times. People weren't aching for some bacon like uh, they are now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, good deal. I think Trump looks silly. I mean, he normally does anyway, but, you know, something like this is just poor timing. When you have somebody that's... When a guy opens up a damn school for underprivileged kids, that's not the week that you choose to try to bash him. Yes. 
I mean, I don't know. You would think there's somebody on his staff smart enough to go, uh, Mr. President, you might wait on this. The don't timing's hit horrible. Don't hit send. Don't hit send. Don't yeah, don't hit send. Because, I mean, right now, oh, that only makes LeBron look better, and it makes him look like more of an ass. Yes. Uh, let me guess. LeBron uh, 2020. No, I don't think so. No. No, no. I'm just like the memes and stuff. I'm sure that's going to just be pouring. Yeah. He would be old enough. Oh, yeah. Right at the age, actually. What, what he's is 33. It, he's 33. Now, are you 30? You have to be 35 or 36. I thought it was 35. I thought it was 35. You, you might, you're probably right. He'll be right at the age. But, I don't know. That'd Bill be ridiculous. Bill the shit out of that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Let's get a really smart dude in there, you know? Let's stop with the Kanye's. Fucking Bill Gates. Let's stop with the Kanye's and the reality TV people. Like, like, let's just stop. Like, who won Big Brother? Okay, he should run for president. Like, let's just stop already, okay? <laughs> My God, can we get somebody, like, Elon Musk or somebody? That dude's smart, okay? He works really hard. Put him in there, you know? Chance Del Fuego. Not me. <laughs> Hell no. I would... There's no telling what I would do to this country. <laughs> Somebody smart who's not a politician. Something. So Or a celebrity. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Just quick other news. There was a scuffle at uh, an after party at the ESPYs between uh, Tristan Thompson, Kardashian, and... <laughs> I like giving him a hyphen. hated name. It's great. And uh, Draymond Green. Um, I wonder who started that one. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, it was Tristan Kardashian Thompson. No shit. He comes up. Remember, they had a little bit of beef in the, the, in finals, the finals. Yeah. And uh, Tristan had fouled out, and basically Draymond said, yeah, get your ass out of here, right? So there's some beef there. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. What is that? It's called Drink It Because It's Free. Well, thank you, sir. Am I getting roofied? Roofied? Roofied. 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 I can't even say it, man. Roofied. Roofied. So Tristan comes into this after party. Um, it's at this deal. You know, there's LeBron. There's other people. There's big names there at this after SP's party. And, uh, huh? Be careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, whoa. My roofie drink. I can't even say it right. I feel like roofie. I'm saying it wrong. Roofie. My roofie drink. Why can't I say roofie? Roofie. Roof, like a dog. Roofie. Roof. Arf and roofie. Anyway, so the story is Tristan Thompson Kardashian comes up to Draymond at this after party and just takes a just takes a cheap shot on Draymond just in the face. Just fucking punk punches him? But it's been called, some have called it a punch, some have called it a face mush. Now, do you know what a mush is? <laughs> Not really. All right. Um, dang it. See, we don't have video. But it's like when your fist kind of almost like a push. It's not really a punch. It's just kind of a, eh. You know, just kind of a, oh, I got you. You know, like a, anyway. Like Barely, this week. Like he, he nicked him. Like this weak ass. Not like a full follow-through punch, but just like this, uh, you know, kind of deal. So, I don't know. Draymond laughs it off. They end up being good or whatever. I don't. I, we're weird as guys. I know. Like that's just weird. Like we hit each right. other, and then we're like, okay, now we're cool with each other. All right, you're cool now. We had that beef on the court, but but that yeah, that happened. Like he comes up and mushes him in the face. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Draymond, like, if they were in a real fight, I think Draymond would totally kick that dude's ass. Probably. I think he's actually been in fights. I don't think Tristan Thompson Kardashian's been in fights, which may be illustrated yeah, of it, the mush. It could be. It, I think he could have, but I, for sure Draymond Green, yeah, if it's – if it's Rumble in the Jungle, yeah, my money's on Draymond. Well, he might as well consider it his last beef with Draymond because they're not meeting in the finals anymore. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that rivalry's dead. I mean, that just became immediately moot uh, after LeBron leaves. So I, I hate that word. Moot. Moot. That is a moot like, point. It just sounds like a, like a really stupid way of saying mute. <laughs> It's yeah. Like no, we're we're hitch we're uh, what do you call it? We're piggybacking on the the, the mute word. Yeah. Anyway, make up your own sounds. <laughs> oh man. Well, the mute can't make up their own sounds. True. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Keller struggled. So you're saying the mute to be making sound that point is moot? I think you nailed it. See, we solve all types of issues on this We're show. We're problem solvers. We are problem solvers on this show. I feel done. Like. Done. Next. Now, now the moot, the mute, the mutes are now moot. <laughs> anyway, so we built a wall. Feel like, feel like we've had a great show this week. There's still, there's still things that we could talk about. We're gonna, we've, we've got some items next week. We're gonna bring up. We're gonna talk about the NBA. Uh, being the first to latch on to this whole legalized sports betting thing going on. We'll talk about that next week and what the implications are because it's going to be big. You think athletes are making a lot now? They're going to be making a whole hell of a lot more here pretty soon because of things like this. We're going to talk about that and so much more next week on Two Idiots Talk Sports. Tits, I'm Chance Del Fuego. I'm Drunk Tim. And I'm BS. You all have a great week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Have you ever felt like shutting the fuck up? Well, I'm out, man.